Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. It's been a while. It has been a little bit, but exciting things going on. Yeah, so I think I put a little bit of a sound clip in the beginning of the last episode talking about it, but if you haven't heard, um, me and Andrew got our first place, our first foster placement, so foster to adopt and um, kiddos, and that happened at the very beginning of March, and so things have been quite, quite busy since, Um, so we're kind of just getting back into the swing of recording and all of that but um yeah if you want more updates on that i've been trying to do updates on my youtube when i can um so first that and yeah so what's been going on for you uh so for me um not a whole lot other than just um busy working um so that keeps me busy uh i do have some stuff going on as far as uh trying to help move my parents we're hoping to get them moved back to Kansas City so um there's you know there's uh, a lot going on there um so that that's pretty much what's happening around here so you've probably been dealing with lots of phone calls and paperwork just like I have mm, yes <laughs> <laughs> there's the biggest thing it shouldn't have surprised me and I don't know that it really surprised me but it still doesn't take away like when you're in that experience it still feels like a lot was the first week and a half really that we had them it was constant phone calls, paperwork, getting everything either transferred or set up or, you know, talking to people and connecting with the people that I needed to. And so that felt like a lot. <laughs> and then the next yeah. week after that was kind of a little more, okay, we can breathe a little bit. We got all of that mostly. Yeah. But that was, yes. that was the biggest thing that kind of, I kind of went like radio silent because I really, I had no ability to do anything else. I was solely focused on getting them settled yeah that's completely understandable I mean it's a lot to you know a lot of things that you need to set up and take care of and you want to make sure the kids are you know comfortable and getting settled into a routine and yeah there's so much you know and yeah but it's exciting time so yeah but it's it's similar like I have to (laughs) you know trying to find um doctors up here because we're gonna have to transfer doctors and you know all all of that and so so, um, you know, similar, different stage of life, but similar. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's why I was, I've been a little bit kind of uh, radio silent a little bit too. Because, yeah, it's a little bit hard when you have all that going on to focus on a lot, but just that. So, yes, but making progress. That's good. So is there yeah. a, like, date that's a hope for everything being completed and then being up there? Um, well, right now, no. <laughs> um, I, we were hoping kind of, um, once the weather was better, um, so we were more into spring, um, <clears throat> to be able to do it, but there's, there's some, there's some moving pieces that, uh, are going to need to be taken care of. And one of those involves my stepdad needing surgery. Um, so he needs to have a surgery and be able to recover. Um, the good news is, um, we thought at first it might possibly be cancer, but then, um, it's a hernia that needs to be fixed. So the good news is it's something that can be taken care of, but um, he has 
to have that done and it's better to try and get that taken care of before moving and not have to deal with with that during a move um so we're trying to hopefully get them get that taken care of before before we move them so that's one of the one of the missing that's one of the moving pieces um as well as going through their stuff uh for the new place because um they have several storage units with all their things and so we have to take care of that and a few other stuff and get their medical stuff aligned and uh we have to get like a power of attorney set up and all of this other kind of thing um so uh yeah lots of moving pieces make decisions and sign stuff and everything for them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because i don't know if i specifically i know that's a lot of work that'll be so that'll probably feel so much better afterwards though because you'll be really well set up yeah yeah um so it's just a matter of of getting all that situated um but it'll be good once it's all set up um i had to get fmla set up so i got that approved and uh um if you if you don't know um my my mom has dementia so um it's getting to a point where she's starting to need more assistance and i have to switch over into being a more of a caregiver um she's still fairly independent but there's a there's things where there's definite struggles now and it's just hard for both of them and it it, i just you know we decided that it would be probably better to have them where they have more support and family and where i can be closer to help take care of them so um yeah we're trying to work on getting all that situation Situated. Oh, and a really quick happy birthday to my mom because today is her birthday. So birthday. speaking of, today is my mom's birthday. So Aww. yeah, yeah. So happy birthday that, to her. Yes. Um. So she. Uh. Yeah. She's um celebrating a little bit of a milestone today. And uh, yeah. So um happy birthday to my mama. So that's what's going happy on. Birthday. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. I know. For your ease of mind, having them closer will be nice too because I know um, we we have had um, I think I've probably talked about they both women and um, I can't imagine they were just if they lived a minute away I cannot even imagine if they had lived farther away that would be stressful in so many other ways and so that's that's so good I know even just that having them that much closer where you're right there will feel better yes they're about 16 hours away um, because they they live way down at the uh, edge of Texas so so they're very close to Mexico. Um, and so they're about 16 hours away from where I am at. And so, you know, it, I think um, as they get older and, and needing, you know, more assistance and, and a little bit more care, um, you know, I think uh, it's helpful to have that support. And I feel like I can be more help being where I can be near. Um, so having them closer um, should hopefully be, should hopefully be good. So, um, we're trying to make that happen. And so hopefully, hopefully by this fall, um, that's kind of what we're, we're aiming for, but we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. My grandparents went through it too. So it's not easy. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's a really hard thing. Um, there's, there's no other experience. I don't think like it. You're, you're watching it affect somebody that you love and you know, there's that weird conundrum of they're right there see them but it doesn't it starts to not fully feel like they're their full selves at some point right so yeah you kind, of, you kind of start having to really keep on on watching like where they're at you know there's the ups and downs of good days and bad days um so it can be a lot but oh gosh we we had so much time 
where we were able to be the ones to care for them. And that was really nice. Yeah. That was yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I got to, for my grandparents as well, I got to really um, help and be there. And, and so, you know, while it was hard to go through, um, you know, I'm thankful for the time that I was able to have with them. And, and, you know, I don't want to miss out either on time that I could have, you know, with my parents or my, my mom, um, because, you know, it, it is a heart disease and it doesn't get better. It just, you know, takes them, I mean, you watch them fade, you know, and it's a hard thing. And so while I still have some of my mom, um, you know, I want to be able to spend time with her and, um, be able to help out. So, um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm hoping uh, that we'll be able to get her up here soon. Um, so yes, hopefully all that will go smoothly. Um, I think it'll it'll be good once uh, once we can get everything situated. But yes, it is <laughs> it is a lot of juggling moving parts right now. So um, that's about all I'm able to like focus on really. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. but so we wanted to talk about the, um, so we want to do a little comparison, um, with, uh, so recently the good doctor has introduced a baby. Her name is Eden. Um, yeah. and she has Turner syndrome. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we want to talk about, uh, the difference between the approach with the good doctor and, uh, the infamous SVU episode. Infamous is oh. Very good word to use there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. So I think it'll be a very interesting comparison. So yeah. in general, I think these are the two. I mean, I haven't actually really seen any other mentions in media of Turner Syndrome, but I think these are two really good case studies of handling Turner Syndrome in the media and how it's portrayed. And so while we kind of finish up our thoughts on the Good Doctor episodes, um, talking about SU, I think, is a really good start for this is what we're seeing in the past and how we would like to see things moving forward and kind of uh, comparing how it's handled. Now, they are, oh gosh, what year did that episode air? Um, oh, goodness. It's been a while. What year was that? 2006. So, okay, so that was a while ago. Yeah. So 17 years, almost two decades ago. Wow. Yeah. Was that? was the SCU episode. So that one was, I I remember watching it because my parents were, um, it was when Netflix still gave DVDs. Um, Well, I think they technically still do, but nobody really uses it anymore. Um, We, but then that was all they did was they didn't have the reading stuff anymore or yet. Um, and my parents, there was shows that my parents would get a DVD of, and then when they were finished watching it, I would watch it, and they got, they were watching SVU, and they got to this episode, and they called me, and they were like, Brooke, Brooke, she has Turner Syndrome, and we watched it. I was, like, we all were so excited, because somebody on the TV show had Turner Syndrome, like I did, and I remember re-watching it as an adult, and still feeling like it's, like, that element of it still feels good somebody is represented that has this that nobody even knows what it is but they put it on a national tv show then watching how it's represented starts going oh okay um so i guess we'll just start there what was your initial 
thought or reaction? So my initial thought was that um, it was similar. Uh, I had never really seen any representation of Turner syndrome on any, you know, any show. And so I, in part, was excited for that, um, you know, that here here is somebody with Turner syndrome. Um, but then I got disappointed because I, um, <laughs> I just, I was like, I, I felt it was very underrepresented. And it really kind of generalize I guess TS girls to me I mean to me in a way that just really one it didn't I think help educate and then it put a light on Turner syndrome that I just I I thought well that's not really positive for the TS community I I'm not one that all publicity is good publicity that's yeah. That's never really been my thought on that. And so when you have, there will be spoilers of the episode. I mean, I know it's been almost 20 years, but if you're listening and you haven't watched this episode, I'm sure I'll mention spoilers in it because I'm about to say something that would be a spoiler. Um, when you go from, oh, there's somebody with Turner syndrome in this episode to Stabler, the detective Stabler saying, her boyfriend was only interested in her because she looked like a little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That disappointed me so much because that was like they they did have the parts where the parents were trying to make sure she had her medication and yeah. they talked about a little bit of the like they talked I think the infertility was mentioned that she couldn't get pregnant. Um, they talked about um some of the things to do with Turner syndrome, but they also spent so much time harping on how young she looked for her age and how short she was and insinuating more than one time that he was like a pedophile for being interested mm-hmm. in her in that way. Yeah. Um, it just felt by the end of the episode, it felt more degrading than actually raising awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like somebody would walk away from the episode knowing what it was or anything like that. They were, be so focused on she looks like a little girl right yeah and you know my thing is like is is that like the image that you know because that's I think what people are going to catch on and they're going to see and they're going to hear if anything as opposed to you know like the medication piece or anything else they're going to like hear that one part and be like oh they look like young little girls. Yeah. And while we look young, that, one, I, I think that that's incorrect. And, two, that makes us, it, it to me, puts us, like, like we're some sort of, I want to say, like, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but I guess I'm going to say, bait for pedophilia. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. That's completely how it made it feel by the end, because Stabler kept saying that her boyfriend had to be a pedophile to have been interested in her in that way. Mm-hmm. Not yep. even looking at the fact that in the state they were in, she was 17 and a legal adult. Right. And I mean, like, <laughs> and, and I'm now 32. So I can say this not from a teenage perspective. There was no regard for her as 
an adult at all. No, no, there wasn't. And sure, she was still in high school, but she, one, was a legal adult in their state. But also, it wasn't like she was 12. She was 17 years old. Right. So it just felt like not only was was there an insinuation of for anyone to be interested in a woman with Turner syndrome, you had to be a pedophile. Mm-hmm. But there was also a degrading of her as a woman because you weren't respecting her own autonomy and authority in, in mm-hmm. being her own person and not being a child in that way. Right. So, and, and if that had been like one moment, that'd be different. But I felt like it was the bulk of the time they spent on it was that was the concern. Yeah. So I I think there's a couple of things that it made me realize. One, yeah, not not all publicity is good publicity. And there are definitely certain aspects of Turner syndrome that I feel like are important when trying to raise awareness and that I feel like are valuable if you're looking at having representation. And I think some of the medical actual concerns and aspects it is one but then also I feel like a level of strength and empowerment is another like sure this these are the struggles but it it's not your whole life or it's not it's not a death sentence it's not something that means you can't do anything yeah yeah and those both of those things I felt like they did not handle well in that episode no no yeah it I mean what would you have what would you have liked to see them do to have better represented? Well, one, I think the opposite of what they did. If they treated her um, as a young adult, I think with more, I guess, just respect and of herself as an adult, her own autonomy, and and not just, you know, disrespect her or treat her like you know, a kid, and then in a way degrade her as a kid. I think if they did the opposite of that one, that would have been very helpful. Um, And I think putting in a little bit more education, if they want to, I mean, if they want to bring in the, you know, because we, we do, most of us look younger than our ages, but we don't look like kids, um, yeah. necessarily, um, but bring in maybe more, I guess, education in a way to understand, yes, we have young features, but in the way that they handled it, the way that they did that, it brought it, like, it, it degraded her completely, and yeah. so I I think if they had I mean, completely changed how they approached it, yes, I mean, if you want to talk about the, you know, she looks young for her you know maybe young for her age but she's a teenager she's gonna look young anyway but i mean a, a mention of it is one thing but in the way they did it, one it, it just it completely degraded her but numerous times um it was inferred to um but you know just i, I don't know in some way being like more um informative showing um more like, hey, I want to understand a little bit about what you what you deal with, you know, um, 
to kind of highlight some of the, you know, the different issues that TS women deal with might have improved it greatly. Yeah, I think, and I get, I get there are certain aspects that they, in their storylines, they're, you know, it's SVU, Special Victims Unit, mm-hmm. so that's what they're focusing right. on, right. that kind of scenario and context. Right. But I still think there was a way of handling it that you could have had a different take for that than her boyfriend's a pedophile for being interested. Right. Because she looks like a child. Right. The actress that played her, she, sure, she looked young, yes, but it's not like she looked 12 or 10 or something. Right, right. So it, it, out of all of the storylines to throw in there to have bring it to that, I, yeah, I thought they could have chosen a more respectful one. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know of anyone I've talked to from within the TS community that actually felt good about that episode. Oh, no, me either. Any, anytime that conversation comes up, <laughs> that's why I say it's infamous because nobody yeah. likes it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that was, that was hard for me because what I, I was so excited. I loved SBU. I still love SBU. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So to have that be how that played out was very discouraging and disappointing for me because it was a show characters I love that did not handle something very close to my heart very well. Yeah. And I don't know, it just, I think, I think there was a missed opportunity because it could have been done very well. Too. It, it would be interesting also to see what the behind the scenes of planning that episode was like, what were their resources of information? What research did they do? What, like, how did, how did they even come to the idea to put a girl with Turner syndrome in there and, you know, like that would be very interesting to have seen their thought process and like, how did you get to this? Right. So yeah. I don't know that, and, and it would be interesting to see the writers' thoughts on that episode now. Like, yeah, would they change anything, or do they still feel like that was the best way they could have done it? Um, yeah. That would, yeah, that would be. I, I think my biggest other thing was if you're gonna make an episode about something do the right research, get the right people right. consulting. Yeah, yeah. Especially I mean, that's things like Turner syndrome. Right. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm wondering because, um, you know, did you even cons- like do research? Did you consult anyone with Turner syndrome or within the Turner syndrome community that could provide you some insight? So maybe you would have been able to think of a different way to handle that episode. I mean, I know that the nature of SVU, but I, I think there there would have been a much, um, I, I guess, more, um, it, it could have been a little bit more helpful, informative, and like uh, more understanding type of yeah. and way of, of going about um, about that storyline. And it just, it just totally, it, yeah, it just totally lost it with me. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I would like to know their thought process on this and how they decided to kind of go with the storyline that way, um, and what they would think, what they would think now. I, I would be very interested to know, <laughs> because, yeah. yeah, no one I've talked to liked that episode, and I, and I am an SVU fan, like, I watched SVU for the longest time, so, 
yeah, I was I was very disappointed. Yeah, that was a very weird experience for me watching that episode because it was like in between some really good ones. So I was all excited, and then that happened. So it was almost like whiplash for me because loved the episode before, was disappointed by that one, and then loved the episode after. And it's like okay, I just have to compartmentalize in my brain and like just forget that episode even happened. Mm-hmm. Just to watch the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, very rarely do I find like a bad episode of SVU, but that's yeah. <laughs> that's one that is definitely one. It would be very interesting to see somebody who doesn't know Turner Syndrome's response to that episode. Like, do they do they even notice anything? Like, do they have because sure, maybe they can't speak to some of the Turner Syndrome stuff, but it would be interesting if they caught on to some of the way she was talked to and treated still. Yeah, that would be interesting. And see if even if you didn't understand Turner Syndrome, you'd still walk away from the episode going, what, what in the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that was, I, and, and for a very long time, that's really been the only talk of Turner Syndrome in the media. Like that's the only for a very long time, that was the only episode of something that talked about Turner Syndrome. Yeah, until The Good Doctor. And I was so excited to hear it because I'm going to tell you, I'm a huge fan of The Good Doctor. Um, and Freddie Highmore, I mean, he is brilliant. And uh, so I'm a, I'm a fan of that show. Um, plus, I like medical dramas, and uh, I kind of kind of geek out. Um so I've, I've been a fan of, of The Good Doctor, and when I, when I heard that they were going to do a, um, an episode around Turner Syndrome, I, my curiosity, like, peaked, and I was really excited, and uh, so um, I'm excited now that, that it's out, and I feel like it's a very different um, experience, so I'm excited to, sh- to to share it and uh, for us to talk about it. So um, it'll be, I think it'll be fun to to discuss. Because I think it's two different experiences, like um, two very different experiences. And I mean, but there are two different types of shows, um, but I think their approach is completely different. And um, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. I love The Good Doctor. I I was very cautiously but very optimistic when I heard they were doing an episode that handled Turner Syndrome because I loved the way they had handled things before. So I I was very cautiously optimistic that it would go much better. And I went into the episode very, just very excited. And um, so I do think there's such a, good opportunity especially on a medical drama to flesh out some of those things a little better and yeah so I am excited for that and I'm very excited to talk about it we'll talk about that one next time yes um yeah so I was trying to think if we had any questions and we did have somebody message about something oh okay Um, but I messaged her back to ask if we could talk about it on the podcast, and I'm waiting to hear her back. 
it might oh, be. Okay. I'll have to. I'll have to send it to you. It might be its whole own episode. Okay. It's really, it's a big story. Okay. Um. Okay. I feel like we have addressed any questions. Yes. But let us know what you think, and then also if you've gotten to see. Um. So there's gonna be spoilers probably next week too if you haven't gotten to see it. Um. But. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it. So if you get a chance, I recommend um, going and uh, checking out the episodes. There's two episodes out um, and uh, highly recommend. And then we'll uh, talk to you about The Good Doctor next time. And uh, if you have any thoughts or questions you know, about the episode, let us know. Um, cause I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. I know most of us don't like the SVU episode, but <laughs> let us know yeah. what your thoughts are. If, if you, you know, if you agree or kind of feel the same way that we you know that we do about the episode and, uh, also your thoughts, if you have gotten to see the good doctor, we're, we're looking forward to diving into it. Yeah. Yeah. And just in general, if you have any thoughts or questions, you can message us on Instagram. Um, and if we have some, we'll do like a Q&A session yeah. in the episode. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Answer some of the messages that come in. So, or either that or we might make a, a an episode out of it for you guys, depending on the question. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You never know. Depending on the question, it may get its whole own episode. Right. Um. So, yeah, let us know if, if you agree with us on SVU, if you see it the same way, or maybe you loved it. Yeah, and maybe let you have a, a different thought that that we hadn't really thought about and, you know, or a take that we hadn't thought about. So, yeah, let us let us know what you think. Yeah, and thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you guys next time when we talk about talk the to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.